There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grumbacher. Helping us move from awareness to action today is Maricopa County recorder Adrian Fontes. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, George. Yeah, excited to have you on. You are the first Democrat in over 50 years to be elected to the position and the first Latino countywide elected official ever. So congratulations. Thank you very much. And I was checking out your website, and it says, or maybe it was on your LinkedIn, it says that your duty is to protect democracy for the citizens of Maricopa County. That is a big responsibility. It is. It's a big responsibility, but uh, we've got a great team here, and we've been, having a, we've been having a great time doing just that. Nice. And you've been in office for a little over a year and a quarter-ish? Yeah, it's been about 14 or 15 months. Uh, we took office in... January of 2017, and uh, it's been a a steep but but interesting uh, learning curve, and, uh, you know, we've got a great team here, and uh, and we're we're moving the agenda forward very nicely. Awesome. Well, if you would, give us a sort of a, a brief overview of what your responsibilities really are, aside from just protecting democracy. Well, <laughs> so the way we protect democracy here, uh, you know, in partnership with the uh, with the entire community is is a couple of there's two main points to it, right? First of all, uh, as the recorder, it's my job to make sure that uh, all of the land transfer transactions that come to our office uh, are recorded in perpetuity. Uh, there's also a lot of other documents that we keep on record, uh, which is why they call me the recorder. Uh, and that is to maintain those interests for the folks out there, you know, for the small fee that we charge. But that ensures that if there's ever anything goofy that goes on or there's some questions in litigation in the future, anything like that, that those transfers of ownership can be uh, uh, documented. And that, that's a critical part of a free society, right? For an individual to have the capacity to own land, uh, to buy land, to sell land, and to have those rights preserved is a, is, a, is a really important thing. So that's on the recording side of the house for the most part. But the recorder's office is actually also the registrar of voters. So all voter registration questions come to the county recorder, not the elections department, which is kind of a common misunderstanding. Um, and so we do a couple other uh, administrative things uh, in conjunction with the clerk of the, uh, of the board of supervisors. We work with the board of supervisors in some other things. But... Then there's the election side uh, of the House, which is actually administering the elections here in Maricopa County, which is the third largest elections district in the United States of America. We've got 2.5 million people on our on our voter rolls, 2.2 million active, and uh, we're just continuing to grow. So on the one side, it's the rights uh, that people have to buy, sell, and own property, and on the other side, it's the uh, it's the ability to to vote and it's self-determined. So those are really the two main facets in this drive towards protecting our democracy, uh, or at least our, our, our democratic functions in this republic uh, for a free people. Yeah, you're not kidding. Those are uh, two really, really important things. So, <laughs> um, Well, you know, and they are, they are the foundation. So, you know, you get rid of one or the other of those, and you just have a very, very, very different society. 
And, uh, you know, it's one of those offices that usually gets overlooked and a lot of people don't pay a ton of attention to it. But because it is so critical, um, you know, it's important that we've got folks who really care about them and understand them very well. So that's that's why I'm excited to be uh, to be here. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate you serving. So one of the segments which is relatively new to the show is what we call three over three. And simply put, that's the top three things that you've learned over the past three years. And um, that perhaps for you, that, that, that could be top three things you've learned over the past one year. But I would love to hear love to hear what those are. Well, uh, let's see. In the last year, I've learned a couple of – well, so you need three things, right? <laughs> I don't want to shortchange your, uh, your <laughs> listeners here. So I think the number one thing that I've learned is that, that humility matters, right? Uh, when you get into a position like this, you can come in and you can change everything and you can make huge adjustments, but sometimes the folks that are here know best, and it's a good idea to ask questions of the experts on the ground, talk to people who've been around and have the experience and the know-how, even if for some reason you don't think that they've been doing the best job. Um, it's that humility to be able to listen to them and learn from them that matters a lot. You know, we, we didn't get rid of anyone. Uh, when we took over office, we had a wholesale change of management uh, at the highest level, but that's about it. Really, all of the folks who were uh, making things happen stayed. And with new leadership, they've done a hell of a job uh, in, in adjusting things. So number one, I'd say humility matters. The second thing I think is most important that I've learned is that, you know, and it sort of couples with the first one, is that the community really does care, and folks out there really are interested in this. You know, I can't tell you how many times we've had listening sessions and opportunities to discuss issues with folks in small and large meetings around the county. The people care, and uh, too often we get into this really easy narrative of the folks are, you know, they're cynical and they're jaded and they don't really want to pay a lot of attention to how things work. I don't think that's true. In fact, I'm, I feel a heck of a lot better about the general public now, I think, than I did before I ran for office. And I was already a pretty optimistic guy. So I, I think that's the second thing, right? So number one, humility matters. And number two, you got to really listen to the people out there because they do care. And I think the third most important thing that I've learned so far is politics is certainly not all it's cracked up to be, uh, you know, but there are some really quality people who are serving in, in, in public spaces. So not unlike anyone else, you know, I've met with some, some rough lessons, but, but for the most part, the people that are serving uh, in public office do try hard uh, and they do care. Uh, but for a few exceptions, I think it's a really, uh, it's a really noble calling to, you know, come out of the private sector and, and, and you know, take a little bit of a cut and, uh, and do good for the sake of doing good, right, for your neighbors and your friends and your family. And uh, there's a lot of folks that do that. There's a lot of folks working in government, uh, which is just a tool uh, for our democracy that really mean well and are doing well. So I, I think those are the three big things that I came away with so far this year. Well, those are awesome. I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, I, I, I can really echo that everybody that I've met working for, working in government, folks that are working for city of phoenix police department everybody i met is coming from coming from the right place they 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 have the city's and the people's best interest at heart um and so i i definitely appreciate what you're talking about and i'm glad to hear that it's been your experience that people are genuinely interested in what's going on because i'm always curious about 
whether or not people are really personally taking responsibility for for voting. So, well, yeah, and they are, and you know, it's not just the folks out there in the community, but again, you know, when we came into this office, it was sort of like, I don't know, I, I've recently been reminded of the story of Hernan Cortes, right? When he landed at Veracruz, they said, we're going to go take on the Aztec Empire. He unloaded all his ships and his horses and everything and his men. And then he burnt the ships behind him. And uh, it was a bold stroke of leadership that ended up in success. And and we kind of did the same thing here. But you have to have faith in your people. You have to believe that the folks that are doing the job can do it. And I really did after a couple short months of learning about them and getting to know them. And so what we did was we said, look, this, this e-poll book system that we had, for example, uh, is just not going to work. It's not going to cut it. It's not uh, sufficient for our needs. So we're either going to create something in-house and we're going to march forward and make this thing happen, or we're going back to paper rosters, which is an administrative nightmare. And so that really motivated folks to perform at their highest levels when they work together. The IT department, the elections department, election services, our balloting folks, everyone had to be all hands on deck. And we made it happen. We've got a new system going here, and that's because, uh, and it's a great system, but it's because I had, you know, faith in these folks, and they really wanted to do a good job, and they wanted to redeem themselves, and they were able to, uh, you know, with a a little bit of a nudge, and and I'm really proud of that. That's awesome. And that burn the ships story is one of my favorites, so I totally totally identify. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, from... From now, your your experience, what do you wish that that the citizens understood better about your work, about the election process? You know, I think they already kind of know this, but I, I wish it was a little bit more part of the narrative generally. Elections are super, super complicated, right? Uh, we're not just dealing with, you know, drafting up a ballot, printing it out, and then counting the marks on the ballot. You've got a whole host of rights and responsibilities set forth in federal and state statutes and regulations in state procedures uh, that have to be dealt with so that you don't have a problem or ostensibly problems uh, dealing with some of the folks out there that have considerations and needs that that you have to take care of. Uh, And we owe it to these folks to make sure that we're taking care of all of that stuff. And that includes access, that includes uh, making sure people can, uh, you know, deal with their vote the way that they need to. And it's a very complex process that requires an enormous amount of planning ahead of time, logistics management. And, uh, you know, the great thing about this is we, we want to build that bridge with the folks out there. We want to work in partnership with folks out there. And so when you say, what do I wish that they knew, I, I, I wish they knew we were, you know, out there to partner with them to help them understand uh, a little more about our system so that they can have more confidence in the fact that we're doing a great job improving access, we're doing a great job improving security, and we're doing a great job improving accountability across the board for all of Maricopa County's elections. Nice. Well, <clears throat> and what would you, what should people be paying closer attention to than maybe they aren't? Well, that's a great question. You know, I think um, one of the things that I think several generations is we've become very comfortable with the way government works. And I think we just sort of assumed that folks that were taking care of it were just taking care of it uh, because they, they meant well. And I, I, I think folks 
might want to pay a little closer attention to sort of the boring mechanics of it, right? Uh, the way information goes from one place to another, uh, how these systems actually play against one another. Let me give you, for example, there's a lot of folks out there that don't know, right, that their tax dollars, their property tax dollars have a direct impact on their lives once they get accumulated and spent by local governments. Okay, so your cities and your county governments, they're the ones that are spending a good chunk of that money uh, that you put into that tax pool, regardless of uh, kind of where it's coming from. So, you know, those little details about how government works, how your uh, contribution, you could call it, to the greater good works its way in and out of the system, familiarity with those elected officials. You know, I, I know that there's a bunch of people out there who probably don't know who sits on their local school board or who their local justice of the peace is or, or even who represents them at the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, uh, which is an incredibly uh, powerful and important institution that, that really deals with very large budgets. Uh, you know, so being good stewards of the body politic uh, as an individual citizen to be a good steward of that is, uh, I think, something that most more folks ought to pay attention to. You know, if, if, if I was calling the shots. But then, you know, I'm kind of a, a civic engagement nerd, so uh, that's kind of my, my shtick. Got it. Nice. Makes sense to me. Well, I, I know that you are working to do a, a ton of stuff to, to bring technology to the electoral process, and I'm sure a million other things. If you had a magic wand and you could change anything... What would you change? Uh, I would change some of the misperceptions that exist about elections and elections administration. Um, First of all, we have, well, and I don't really need a magic wand because I've got all the numbers that support what I'm I'm talking about here. It's the misperceptions really, right? You know, for the past several, uh, we'll just say the past several gubernatorial cycles going back to 2006, We've had a significant increase in the number of registered voters in every precinct in Maricopa County. But at the same time, we've had a precipitous drop in the number of people who vote on Election Day at a precinct, right, at one of those local smaller polling places. And so the idea that, the, the, you know, that there's, there's these hordes that are going to show up on Election Day in the thousands, the numbers just don't bear that out. And, and moreover... Um, the numbers say quite the opposite, and that is that more people are voting by mail, more people are choosing to vote early, and if we got rid of those misperceptions, we could get into a place where, as provided by law, we could have voting on Saturdays and Sundays, right before Election Day, even the Monday before Election Day with vote centers. Now, there's some legislation that might be working its way through the State House and Senate that might move us in that direction, and that'd be phenomenal. Um, and I, I'm really excited about that, but not for any other reason except that, you know, working families, sometimes it's tough to get away on that Tuesday election day if you've got two jobs and kids in school and all the rest of it. Uh, and so making it easier for folks to vote, uh, making the election more accessible for them on their time uh, is really, uh, I, I guess, the greater magic wand answer for that. Yeah, um, from... The research that I did, and please correct me if I'm wrong, which I'm sure that you will. Um, some of the things that that you did that you've done are sending everyone a mail-in ballot and replacing 724 large or small locations with 27 large locations. Um, so, so um, 
so so here's my chance to correct you, and yes. you knew that I would. Um, so we did that for the jurisdictional elections in 2017. Those were not general elections across the entire county. Okay. We had only slightly over a million voters, so right about half of our voters. Uh, it was school district by school district administration of the elections. So these were not gubernatorial or presidential or any of those big cycle elections. They have traditionally very low turnout. And, you know, most of these districts were already doing their elections via ballot by mail. And so if there was overlap, we would still have to administer precinct-based polling for those uh, precincts that have overlap, just because of the way the rules read. So this time around in 2017, uh, we asked all of the districts and the water districts and fire districts and so forth if they would be willing to do ballot by mail uh, and do that across uh, those you know, 26, 27 jurisdictions. And they said yes. And uh, so in partnership, again, with those folks out in the community who are the official election officers, we as a provider uh, mailed out all of those ballots to those folks. We had great turnout. Uh, I think it was a little higher than expected. Uh, we had great responses to our reduced number uh, uh, of, of polling places, which ended up being vote centers. And those ballot centers really allowed folks to just, you know, come in and either drop off their ballot or get a replacement if they needed it. Uh, and that new technology worked like a dream. We've employed it again in the special primary that just happened in CD8, uh, the old Trent Franks uh, district. So we're slowly but surely working folks through becoming familiar with these new processes. And that coupled with the, you know, uh, statistics that I talked about earlier about more folks constantly getting on the permanent early vote list means you know, we're, we're moving towards a time in Arizona where the voters are just going to make it economically impossible for us not to go uh, to all vote by mail. Uh, but, you know, as with all other parts of our democracy, so be it, if that's the will of the people. Right. Is it never going to happen? Is it five years from now where I can go online and, and vote like I do online banking? Oh, that, that's, a, that's a good question. So generally speaking, we'll put it this way. We are behind the state of Washington by about four years in voting technology, in voting habits, in policy implementation and stuff. If you look at Washington and Arizona, we consistently fall behind them about four years in the way that, that our folks and their folks shift back and forth. Uh, I don't see the state of Washington going to Internet-based voting at any time soon. I think if you look at a case like the state of Virginia, they just shifted back to all paper uh, so that they could have uh, uh, the type of accountability that we've always had. Um, I think the trend, because of certain concerns, some might be overblown, some not, uh, that uh, we in in it definitely increase security. I think that's, that's important. Uh, but Maricopa County has been uh, a paper-based voting system for quite some time. And I think it'll probably remain that way for the foreseeable future. Yeah, fair enough. Interesting. So how can people take a more active role in the election process, should they desire it? Well, you know, we've created a pretty uh, robust outreach program, uh, and folks can volunteer uh, to become a deputy registrar here at our office, uh, which is a really great opportunity for them to you know, help get folks registered, to help on election day, things of this nature. They can also become a member of a special election board or a ballot board uh, or uh, any of the other sorts of uh, uh, opportunities that we've got. If you go to getinvolved.vote, 
which is our website for people to uh, uh, look at some of those opportunities. Again, some of them are paid, some of them are not. And it doesn't pay, you know, enormous amounts, but we want to make sure to compensate folks for their time. It's getinvolved.vote, and we've got several opportunities for people to get engaged directly in the process here at our warehouse on Election Day uh, and in a lot of other ways as well. Awesome. All right. Well, what's what's a plea that you, that if everybody was going to be, if everybody would listen to it, what is the one plea that you would want to make to the world? I think the most important thing is that, you know, there's no such thing as a protest vote. In, or, in other words, you don't, withdrawing your voice doesn't help you or your cause. Okay, that, that just isn't how it works. In fact, folks that are probably working against you, uh, they don't want you to vote. And it's the one true thing, you know, you go all the way back to George Washington, uh, our democracy belongs to our people. And when our people uh, are, uh, you know, vigilant about upholding and maintaining those rights, when our people are out there making those great decisions, then our people can maintain this constitution and this constitutional government uh, under which this republic lives. And, and, and I think the plea is really very simple. You've got to vote. Uh, you've got to get involved uh, with voting. Now, in, in, in my position, I don't tell people who to vote for, what initiatives to support or fight against, uh, what referenda they should be getting behind uh, or, or uh, working to defeat. My position is this. If you are an eligible United States citizen voter, then you ought to be casting a ballot. You ought to be getting involved that way. It's the least you can do for this, the greatest republic the face of the earth has ever seen. God bless. Where can people learn more about you, sir? Well, they can learn a little bit about me at maricopa.vote, but more important than learning about me, they can learn about their own democracy. We've got a lot of information about getting on the permanent early vote list, which I think is a great idea. We've got information about upcoming elections. We've got all kinds of other information in our publications where they can look back at old election reports. Last year's annual report that came out last March, we're hoping to put one out either this month or early next month, uh, again, so folks can see what's going on. Um, you know, so that that's the important thing. I mean, I, I serve my purpose here as the county recorder at the will of the people, but the important thing is that the people get served well. So if they want to learn about elections and voting and, and some other the other stuff that we've got going at the recorder's office. They can start at maricopa.vote, uh, which is our, uh, uh, our place where you can get all your uh, election information here in Maricopa County. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate your time. You bet, George. Thank you so much, and I hope you have yourself a fantastic week. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show, leave us a review, and feel free to share the show with somebody else who also appreciates good ideas. And as always, keep questioning because the struggle is real.